Aaron, I want to talk to you about the Mister. Oh my! Uh, the so you know you are an FPGA owner. You I have am. A, a, an Unamiga. That's right. And uh, I have recently become a Mister owner, and so I thought we'd talk a little bit about our experiences with both machines, maybe to help people that might be on the fence about whether the Mister or the Unamiga might be right for them. Okay, so, I definitely want you to go into the how quickly you made your decision and then got the item, too, please. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I think about a week ago, we recorded Ask the Amigos, and yeah. Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, asked, what's your opinion on the Mister? How close are you to getting one? And I recall myself saying, I don't really see the need to get a Mister. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with the uh, with the Xbox and all my other emulation stuff. And then about two and a half days later, I bought a mister. Um, now, what is a mister? Okay, so you might have seen, you know, pictures of people with mister setups online. And these things look like, I mean, the mister is not a big unit, but it's sort of chunky. It's sort of like the size of like a small brick. You'll see people that, that have these, uh, these setups. And... It's important for you to realize, dear listener, if you are not a Mr. Owner, that this does not have to be your Mr. Setup, okay? Right. I'm here to tell you about the easiest and the cheapest way to get in the door with the Mr. And it's all thanks to our buddy, Rob Flack O'Hara, okay? Right. So I was listening to his episode on the Mr., and he was talking about what he would do differently, you know, with the Mister. And he's like, well, you know, you get this I.O. board on the top and it comes with some neat buttons and it comes with, the, you know, the fan and all this stuff. And it comes with the VGA outport. And he's like, but you don't really I don't really need that, you know. And I was like, well, maybe I don't really need that either. Bam, 50 bucks saved. And then the other thing is it's got this USB, this special USB hub that goes onto the bottom, okay? What is it? It's a USB hub, Yeah. okay? Except for the fact that it costs 50 freaking dollars. Nope. Do I need that? No. 50 bucks saved. Bam. Okay? Let me ask you a question. Uh, We're looking at a mister here if you look on the screen. Right. Is that top thingy with the VGA card, is that the thing you don't have? That's the thing I don't have. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. And all that thing does, Roy, is give you VGA, right? As far it gives as I know. you v, it gives you VGA out, and, and it also buttons. gives you it gives you hardware buttons. Right. Okay. 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 Now, let me tell you what I did. I went over to digikey.com. Okay, uh, this is a site that doesn't sell. They are not a Mister site. They are an electronics parts store site. I see. Okay. And I ordered the DE10 Nano kit. Okay, this thing costs the same as what most resellers sell the bare board for. Okay, and inside this kit, what you get is this. I'm about ready to hold it up to the screen. All okay? right, I got gotcha. you. You get the board, you get a case, you get all, you get two USB cables, you get an eight gig SD card for the same price that a lot of quote-unquote Mr. Sellers sell just the bare DE10 nano board for, mm, okay? So you can, by just spending, I think this thing was 135 bucks on DigiKey, you can have a Mr. You don't need anything else. Don't let anybody tell you that you need something else. You don't need anything else as long as you have an HDMI output to your monitor, as I long see. as you're hooking this thing up to a TV or something like that. And so the okay? total price would, just for that was, what would you, what'd you say again? I think it was 135 bucks. Okay. Okay. That seems, that seems very reasonable, Bo, to me. Now, what you can't do is run 
all of the cores. Right. Okay. You can run a bunch of the old computer cores. You can run run a bunch of the arcade cores. Yeah. But to run more advanced computer cores, we're going to need more RAM. Okay. Now, this is the part of the purchase that I splurged on. Okay. I splurged on getting more RAM than I probably needed. I got the 128 meg board, yeah. which will allow me to run Neo Geo cores. If you don't care about Neo Geo, and it's it's not even all the Neo Geo cores. It's just some of them. If you don't care about that, then you don't need the 128 meg RAM. If you just want to run old computer stuff, like 99% of the time that I'm going to be using this thing, yeah. you can get by with the 32 meg RAM. So it's the RAM. Can you point okay. to it on there? So this is the RAM right here. That little gimmick And the way right that this works... Yeah. Is this just slots under the board? Uh, you don't. It, it's not like putting RAM into a PC where you have to put it in and you press down. This thing has plastic connectors and it literally just sits. It's very easy to install. One of the great things about the Mister is everything is completely modular. You know, this yeah. thing was made. You know, a lot of people forget this thing was not made to play old computer games. This is an in, an industrial computer. You know, that's meant to do lots of like business and coding type things. Okay. Yeah. Another thing you don't need, and trust me, this is going to make people mad, but you can look it up. All right. The CPU in this is rated to run without cooling up to 100 degrees, okay? Yeah. When you're maxing this thing out with old computers, it runs at 50 degrees. You don't need a fan. You really? don't need a heat sink. What about what if you're putting it like a comes Neo with Geo a plastic case right from the factory? It yeah. comes with a plastic case that doesn't allow you to put one on there. Okay, it wouldn't come like this if they thought you needed one. Okay, yeah. I've ran this thing pretty much nonstop since I've gotten it. It's fine. Okay, now there are people out there that say, well, if you don't get one, you'll shorten the li the life of your you know of your unit. Yeah. Maybe that's true. Maybe it'll only last three years instead of five. I'm guessing within five years, the Mr. 2 is going to come out and everybody's going to jump ship because the same thing that happened to the Mist is going to happen to the Mr. Yeah. And what's going to happen is all the development is going to leave the Mr. side and it's going to all go over the Mr. 2 side and everybody's going to want to upgrade anyway. So it's fine. It's also 135 bucks. okay? For the next so, one, I think they should, instead of the Mr. 2, I would go with the Mr. Mr., but that's just me. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Carry so, me. the next thing. Why do I like this thing? Okay. You and I both have endless ways to emulate old computers and old video game systems. Everything from the PC to the Raspberry Pi to the original Xbox. Everything we've got can emulate. What this thing does is it boots almost instantly. This thing literally boots in less than five seconds. Okay? Yeah. It boots directly to a plain text menu with folders and subdirectories. You've got a computers folder and a consoles folder and an arcade folder. Okay? That's it. You go in there and you pick your computer and then you run it. You run that core. When you run the core, it's just like starting up the computer, okay? There's no fancy animations. There's no fading out and fading in. There's none of that stuff. You boot the core and then you press the menu button and then you select the disk that you want to run or the hard drive image or whatever it is. And then you reset it. You can save it. it you know, if you're, if you're mounting a hard disk image that you're always going to want, you can save the core. You can save sort of like the state and then reboot your thing. And then, boom, you're in. That's all you have to do. And then you are using the computer as if it is a computer. Yeah. Okay? So you're not messing around with any of the normal sort of baloney that you have when you're when you're using emulators. Okay? The, the speed at which you can rotate through these cores 
is unbelievable because at any time while you're playing, you press the menu button. Like I use a PS4 stick. Yeah. Okay. So I've got the P- the PlayStation button mapped to the button that takes you to the menu. You hit the PlayStation button, it takes you to the menu. You can switch out of the core. You can switch your game. You can do whatever you want to do. Okay. Now, how do I connect this thing? This is another thing that I already had at home. Okay. Instead of the $50 USB adapter, I have this OTG cable that branches off into four USB ports. Yeah. Okay. I originally bought this for my SNES uh, Classic because this is also used with the SNES Classic. Um, this allows me to connect my mouse and keyboard wirelessly and my 8-bit do wireless adapter. Guess how much configuration I had to do with any of this stuff? None. It all just worked. It That's all rare just for you because your yes. luck usually means any of the simplest item requires baloney. So you've exactly. been very fortunate, Bo. Exactly. So for basically. You know, I paid a hundred. I think it's one hundred thirty-five for the DE10 Nano board, which came with the case, and I paid I think sixty dollars, including shipping for the RAM. Yeah. After tax and everything and shipping, because I did have to pay from DigiKey, it was like two hundred and five dollars total. Okay, yeah. that gets you now. If you if you don't already have a USB hub, you're going to have to buy a USB hub. But at this point in our lives, if you are into the scene at all, if you're a Mister Protege chances are you're going to have an old USB 2.0 hub laying around, you know. Yes. Now, the downsides. The downsides are is that this thing is not protected at all. This is, you know, it's an acrylic case on top. It's the bare circuit board on the bottom. Right. So if you're moving things around a lot while you're playing, there's a danger that you can short the board or something like that. If you put this thing in a case, you know, you can carry it with you. You can throw it in a backpack. You don't have to worry about it. Right. For me, the mister is going to stay directly underneath my monitor at all times. Okay, so I don't need to worry about that. Um, and, of course, the other downside of doing things in this way is that it's not all one package. You know, the mister as a unit, if you buy the $400 package that has the I.O. board and the, uh, and the USB hub all combined, yeah. then it looks cool. You know, it's all one discrete unit. And I get that. I get that people like that. So I'm not saying that if you want to go out and get that, that you're dumb. I'm just saying that if you are El Cheapo <laughs> like me, then, you know, it's a better it's a better thing to do. Yeah. Said, it, this is the point where you put it in his shoebox. Yeah, exactly. So can't this you, is this you can is, this 3D is, print a gimmick for these things, can't you, Bo? If you're that kind you, of guy. You can, there are all kinds of things that you can 3D print. But yeah. again, because this thing came out of the factory with a case, I don't see the need now. Um. How hard was this thing to get going? Flack sent me a couple GitHub pages, and there's nothing shady about anything that I'm going to tell you about. Okay, okay. so uh, there are a couple GitHub repositories where you download a thing uh, called the Mister Updater. Okay, you put that on the SD card, and then you connect the Mister to your Ethernet through the Ethernet port, yeah. and then it automatically updates and gives you all the directories. So all you have to do at that point is just drag and drop. You pop the SD card back out, put it back in your computer. This isn't like the Pi where you have to do Linux shenanigans. This is a real computer. I hate you put shenanigans. the shenanigans. You put the SD card back in your computer. All the directories are there. You drag and drop all your collections into the directories, and that's it. That's the that's the that's the end. So not too bad, then, eh? Not too bad. I was up and running. You know, I played the first thing that I wanted to do. What's my holy grail computer, Aaron? Um, Coleco Adam. The Acorn Archimedes. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. 
we you know we've talked about the Archimedes yeah, nonstop cool since we started yeah. since we started Amigos. The first thing I did was load up Archie. Uh, I found a uh, I think uh, was somebody posted in the Discord a hard drive image for the Acorn. I popped that in there. I mounted you know I loaded the core. I mounted the hard drive image. And boom, right there, I had the desktop. I double-clicked on it. The games were all there. I was good to go. I was playing Gods. It's I'm still not crazy about Gods, but it was it was still fun. It looked it was great, still fun. by the way, yeah. the picture you sent me. So, um, now, I've told you about the Mister. Now, say you're watching this and you are curious about another FPGA option that might be a little bit more Amiga-centric, the Unamiga. Aaron, tell us about the Unamiga and, and how it's played a part in your life. Well, I mean, that's one way to put it. It's played a part in my life, all right. The Unamiga, you know, you know, I can't talk on this like you did, and there's a reason for that. Uh, for those that aren't in the know, the Unamiga uh, is done by a fellow in Spain uh, Ned, named Edu or Eduardo, uh, and it's a very limited-run device. Uh, there was one round of the Unamiga before I got in, then I got in at the 1.4s, and there's a new round coming out or that came out after mine, and then the next round after that are going to be Unamigas that fit in the real snazzy case, uh, the uh, Checkmate uh, spinoff case that's coming out. They're going to be specially designed for that. And those will and the the two most recent Amigas are superior to the other two, which are far in, more inferior. The one I've got uh, when I got it, of course, if you if you wanted the full scoop, I did a video on what I had to do to get it running. But I had to do some. There were some physical problems with the board that I had to repair, but I'm not going to go back into that. But once I repaired them, uh, it worked great. And I've used the Unamiga for, for, you know, for since I got it. I've used it for streaming and for everything. It's been great. Uh, Edu offered a upgrade to the Unamiga that would allow me to use very limited FPGA core stuff, which were uh, included uh, the MSX, uh, the C64, the ZX Next. Uh, the NES, and an updated Unamiga core. I think that's everything. Uh, and uh, when I got this, I had more trouble. Uh, and, and so it took me a while to come to grips with it. But I, through a lot of suffering and through also some help from Edu, I will say the guy's a stand-up guy, uh, he has gotten me to the point where I can have figured out how to get the MSX and the uh, ZX Next working with a butt. Now, the butt on this is... Uh, some of these cores are, I mean, they work, but they're not ready for prime time. The C64 core is real. I mean, it gives you a C64 with no frills. That means no fast load cartridge at all. So anything you load, even off SD card, loads in real time, which is not fun if you've ever loaded anything on a C64. Uh, the, uh, the NES core is in uh, Spanish, and I have had trouble outputting it. One thing about the, the uh, unlike the uh, Mr., the uh, Unamiga outputs the VGA with a 15 uh, or 30 uh, hertz output, and it's a real it's a real difficult thing to grab uh, from with a uh, with a uh, capture device, among other things. Mm. Plus, you've how did you long- how did you end up doing it at the end of the day? Well, you figured it out. Yeah, it's called Rushi, who sent me mm. the uh, open source scan converter, which I had to uh, oh, update yes. and say two or three times. To get to the point where I can actually capture from the Amiga, so thumbs up to Rushi, who's a he's a heck of a guy. He really uh, set us up with these the OSSC. Uh, but I've got the Amiga running to the OSSC and then running into my Elgato, the classic Elgato HDMI, uh, and it works. 
But again, it's a little. It, the some of the courses, particularly the NES course, when it gets me trouble, I just can't. It's not a stable signal, and my monitor won't doesn't work on it for whatever reason. Uh, so, would I recommend the Amiga for for Amiga stuff? Absolutely, I would. Uh, it, it it works great for that. Uh, would I recommend it for um, anything else? Probably not. And the reason I say that is, uh, the truth of the matter is, the next core only supports half the RAM it was supposed to. It was supposed to give me uh, uh, a full uh, 512, I think it was, and I ended up getting half that. I think there might have been double. I think it's supposed to be 1024, and I got half that. And so when I load up the core, I can't load any of the next stuff, Boat, uh, because, unfortunately, mm. the next stuff... The uh, it doesn't uh, it needs a lot of the newer stuff won't work because I don't have enough memory. So when if you watch my Unamiga stream last week and you try, saw me trying to run uh, actual cores or actual next software, the reason I couldn't run it was specifically because I didn't have enough memory, which I found out after the fact. I had some people email me and they said, "Hey, we looked at the amount of memory you had. It was wrong," and they, they were right. And I talked to Edu, and it turns out. He had, he had mentioned this in an email to me back before I got the board, but I didn't know what it meant at the time because I never used it, is that th this thing was at half memory, and it wasn't. So I can't really... It doesn't have the functionality of a Next. Like, I also can't up the speed like a Next could. I can't use... There's a lot of stuff I can't do. Mm. But what I can do is run ZX mm. Spectrum games and ZX81 games, which is the number one thing I wanted to do. Uh, so right. I don't have any problem with that. There were some other problems. It, I tried to mount it my Amiga 500 case, and the, the screw holes were wrong. So that was an ordeal in itself, <laughs> which Doug, <laughs> Doug ended up mounting this thing to the back of his monitor. I've got mine mounted right here beside me to this shelf. It's literally just flush with the shelf. Uh, so I don't even have mine in a system. This is all sort of irrelevant because the truth of the matter is no more of these will ever be sold. And from what Edu told me, when he, he, he when he sent everyone that bought a uh, uh, an Unamiga, he sent them all the possibility of getting the new the new card. And the mm -hmm. truth of the matter is, only fourteen people took him up on it, and I was one of those, and Doug was one. So wow. we know for sure that two of the fourteen were me and Doug. Mm -hmm. I would say a good chunk of those guys were Spanish. Mm -hmm. And up to this point, without with the exception of the two-minute video that Adu made showing that these could do MSX or ZX, there hasn't been anyone else that's done any videos on that, that functionality in the Amiga. So I'm literally an uh, early adapter, and you had an early adopter. You have to sort of play the hand you're dealt. Right. Uh, but uh, I've worked on this thing so much that it's sort of endeared itself to me because, you know me, I like to fix crap. Mm -hmm. And uh, this thing really is an outstanding piece of hardware when it's everything's functional. Production stuff, during the pandemic, I'm going to cut the guy some slack on all this stuff because it's hard. And you're sending this stuff away. I doubt he did all the soldering and stuff himself. And Ed Dew has been a stand-up guy the whole way. He's offered to take this thing back multiple times. And he's worked with me every step of the way, including he's talked to me about having his guy make me up my own personal next core that will let me use the speed-ups. They've gotten that part fixed in, like, future versions. The new Unamigas support stuff like the Atari 8-bits. No. You know, yeah, there's they've got a lot more functionality than I've got. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot more cores, a lot more. Uh, much, they're much more like a mister than this thing is. Now, are they a mister? No. And I don't know what the new ones are going to cost in that fancy case, 
But mm-hmm. if you're getting, I mean, what you just told me, you landed yourself a Mister, and all the with all the trimmings for around two hundred bucks, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be more into this when push comes to shove. Uh, but I can tell you that as an Amiga, this thing is tippity top shelf. It never gives me any troubles, and it's stable as hell. Right, uh, and, I, and I do like that. It gives you the ability to use uh, uh, hard to mount two hard drives plus discs. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, again, I, the Mister I'm sure does all these things as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I can't complain. Hey, you know, at the end of the day, I figure it's a unique, it's a unique board that not very many people have. Plus, it's got my name on it, so I can't, right. I can't <laughs> complain about it. Yeah, and, and you can't undersell the fact that the Unamiga fits in an Amiga 500 case. So well, if you want to have that, yeah, it sort of does. That's the like I said, that was the problem. If you can see right here in my video. I couldn't mount this in the case. I had to use the uh, the the uh, uh, metal bracketing to mount this thing. And what that meant, I had to do was basically kind of do some sketchy tech on the back. Oh, uh, here we get, go. Get the ports to fit. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have a choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This would not. You can look at Doug's video too. This won't fit in an Amiga 1000, or Amiga. It won't fit in Amiga 1000. It won't fit in an Amiga 500 case or. In a uh, in a checkmate case without yeah. modification. And, and again, it's probably just like you said. This is the curse of the early adopter because Duncan says that you know he bought a later on Amiga and it, and it did fit the the holes yeah. did line well, up. Uh, and everything. But we contacted him. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and Doug both were like, "What's going on here?" And there yeah. was very little to go on. There's a much bigger community with the Amiga now than there was. Sure. There's not very many of us with this one, but for a, for a you know all tech. All you know, little fo- foibles aside, it's a brilliant piece of tech, and this guy's a, a genius. So I'm going to give him all, uh, give him all the credit. And anyone that wants to check him out, uh, he's always got all kinds of crazy gear for sale, boat, as you know. So there's, mm-hmm. there's always some kind of nutty stuff you can get into. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, so it is what it is. But I don't have a problem with it. I, I'm pretty happy with the thing. Let me, let me ask you a quick question. Getting back to the Mister, because I saw some people talk about this in the chat. Uh, it, I'm assuming when you say it doesn't run hot. It's how big a hassle is it to put a fan or a heat sink on it? Would it be a big deal? Well, it, it, a heat sink probably not, and I'll probably end up putting a heat sink on there because heat sinks are cheap. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of putting on fans when they're not necessary because they're loud and they annoy me, and they you know, and I just I just don't like to it's don't want to have one if I don't have to have one. But a heat sink is unobtrusive. You know, I could slide it under the existing case. Be, you know, one of the things that I read when I was doing research about, you know, why people have problems is that, you know, a big part of the heat that's generated in this happens because everybody slaps one of these things in an enclosed case. And if you look at the case as it was sent to me from DigiKey, you know, it's open on the side. So there is airflow coming in and going out from the case. Now, like I said, I'll probably end up putting a, a heat sink on here because they, they are so cheap and, and it just there's no real reason not to put one on there. Yeah. I will also say that you do get LEDs. You know, a big part of that I.O. board is that you get LEDs, but they, there's already LEDs on the board that show you hard disk activity and things like that. So, but, you know, it is covered up if you have the I.O. board on there, so you do need additional LEDs. I have not run into any situation where, uh, you know, the hardware buttons have been necessary because, you know, that I've got that button mapped to the thing. Yeah. If That's things really go south. Black says. Yeah. Yeah. If things really go south on you and for some reason that button doesn't work, then I'll just flip it off and flip it back on. You know, I'll just reset, reset yeah. the unit. So, um, like I said, I, you know, I'm for not having this very long. 
I'm very impressed with every aspect of this. It seems like the the emulate, and I'm going to say emulation. You know, fine, whatever. It's yeah. the emulation device that I've always wanted. It's something compact that can run all of the old computers. You know, let's be honest. Emulating a Nintendo is not a hard task. And you, if if all you want to do is emulate console stuff, there's you get a Raspberry Pi. But if you want to get into the weeds with the Jupiter Ace. You know, and, yeah. and things like that. Even the machine we're running this week is on there, and I can, I'm having a heck of a time emulating it, the video brain. So mm. that would write that right there. It would say be a bunch of trouble. Right. So th- this is what you want to get. This is what you want to get. And like I said, the, if you want to go all out and get the $400 set up, then, you know, it, it's going to give you everything you want in one attractive package. But if you, if you don't want to spend the extra $200, you can get by with around a $200 setup that gets you everything that you need to get going. You know, uh, once you, of course, now you also have to buy an SD card, and that's going to cost you a few bucks. Right. But one thing about the, one thing about buying a Raspberry Pi, as great as they are, by the time you get the accoutrement you need, and the and the card and everything, and the shipping, because the shipping on those things are just murder. Yeah. I, mean, I hate the shipping. You you go and get mm-hmm. them from a few places, uh, right. And uh, you end up getting up there where where it yeah. makes the this not that a huge difference. You it's know, really not. By the time it. by the time you get the pie, the power supply, the case, um, you know, you're you're talking, you know, because the pie by itself, the like a like a pie four or whatever is like fifty bucks, and then you get the other stuff. I mean, you're still talking about probably half the price of a Raspberry Pi, but if you spend that extra, you know, hundred bucks, you get something that is going to give you. I don't know. I'm not a big fan. I've downloaded a ton of images from arcade punks or whatever and I've tried building my own and all that stuff. The fact that it's just it's so hard for me to get things going because of the whole Linux aspect. The way I can just pop out the SD card, pop it into my PC and drag and drop, you know, disk images or ROMs or whatever, pop it back in and it works. That's worth the extra money to me. Yeah, it is. Now, what power is this? It came with a power core, is that right? So this comes with a... Also, so I actually, I did buy an extra little thing. This comes with a regular uh, barrel-shaped power supply. Yeah. Now, what I did was I did go on Amazon, and I spent $4.99 for a two-pack of switches. Oh, yeah, I and got this that. is a you yeah. know, switching power supply. And so I, I am able to switch it and unswitch it. Graham was talking in the chat about the OTG port being a little bit flimsy, and he's not wrong. Uh, this OTG port, there have been a lot of people that have uh, experienced, uh, you know, uh, mishaps because of frequent plugging and unplugging. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you plug this into a hub, and then you never unplug it again. There's no need to ever unplug it unless you're being portable. And like I said, if you're if you're if this is going to be a portable solution for you, where you're going to be bringing it over to your friend's house and stuff like that, definitely get the I/O board, get the get the full setup, and get the case. You're going to be much better served. But if this thing is just going to sit on your desk forever and always, then you you don't need it. I will say, if you're if you're thinking about going on this road, and I'm I'm not going to lie, I occasionally ponder it myself. Uh, just some good stuff to check out would be. Uh, Neil from our uh, Retro Man, well, our RMC, he did a show on this that was really good, a couple shows, I think, 
Also, Rob Flack O'Hara, just in the past two months, did a uh, You Don't Know Flack about his experiences with the Mister that was really good. I believe that someone, didn't someone do an article on the on uh, Everything Amiga about the Mister? I may be crazy here. Mm-hmm. but uh, So there's, a, there's some good stuff out there just from people that you know and trust. A lot of the people, of course, if you're in our Discord, we've got a Mister section. People in there are very helpful and will help you answer your questions and uh, help you know what you need to get. They helped you, didn't they, Boat? They didn't. Boat yeah. didn't. Yeah. Boat didn't just wander in the wilderness. He's not an idiot. We don't have that kind of jack, do we, Boat? We got to get help. Yeah, I, you know, it was, you know, Flack sort of got me going with this thing, and then Hermsky posted the link. I can't thank Hermsky yeah. enough because I could have overpaid and got a lot less by going through the eBay route or whatever and just going right from DigiKey. I highly recommend them. The shipping was fast. Yeah, it was extremely well packaged. These guys are professionals because they're in the electronics business. Yeah, so. and let's not forget Frodo. He a, he used right. the uh, Mister for all of history. We've seen him at Envy. Frodo was a huge yeah. inspiration, definitely. We, wa- we watched definitely. him do this, of course. Uh, uh, Graham also is a he's a he's been he's one of the first guys that I knew that really was that went all in. I, I think he was the first person in yeah. our Discord that had a Mister. You know, yeah, yeah. So so we got a Graham W. Babke. Uh, he also did. Now I, he did. I know he did. Graham, you wrote something up on it, as I recall. Uh, but if Graham basically got rid of the majority of his real life hardware to uh, and just went all in with the uh, Mister, and I don't think he has any regrets, frankly. So mm. I think that's I think it's neat. Uh, well, there you go, food for thought. My my the uh, the Unamiga is more of a uh, museum piece, I guess, than anything else. The Mister is uh, the real McCoy there. Uh, if it meets your needs and you're okay with going the whole FPGA route, I think that uh, that might be the way to go, boat. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Graham, I will. I, I will certainly, uh, you know, if I do run into problems, I will certainly be vocal about those. And uh, also, you can expect a lot more, uh, you know, uh, different content for me. You know, streaming different games or talking about, uh, you know, w- what's going on with the Mister. I'm I'm super excited. I was talking about this on uh, my stream when I was streaming Ducktales. Uh, is that uh, you know part of the thing that's cool about it is the fact that there is such a, you know, not loyal, but like it's such a rabid community around the Mister as a project. So many people are developing cores. And it's always fun to kind of be at the forefront of something like that. You know, you're involved and and you're seeing all the new things that are coming out. And as somebody that grew up, you know, with never having the latest and greatest thing, that, that thrill has never really gone away from me whenever I am, you know, at the cusp of a new movement. And this really is, I really feel like it is the, the future of retro are these FPGA like devices, whether it's the Mister or not. This is just, it, it's such a, it's such a cool time to be into this stuff. Let me ask you one question. We can go out on this, and there's no wrong answer here, but I think I know your answer because you've been like me. We have no problem with emulation. All right. And you no. had the Mister happens to be FPGA. What is the number one selling point of the Mister to you? And I think I know what it is. And I think what the answer is going to be is the ease of accessibility to your stuff. Is that is That's that right. It? Some people might call it the EOU, Aaron. Right. Oh, I did, wow. Very good. But I mean, how much you? Uh, we've never really given too much of a crap about emulation versus FPGA. So you're one of those unique people that probably got into this thing. Uh, on the basis of its convenience more than it, right. the actual simulation I, I, of hardware. I've never, I've never been somebody that's you know been gaming on a Raspberry Pi and complained about the accuracy yeah. or complained about the latency. That stuff doesn't bother me. Yeah. But what does bother me is not being able to get out of a game and get into a different game yeah. on a different system quickly. Yeah. And this thing delivers. Plus, there's the advantage of being able to capture from it 
as opposed to the menagerie of chords and insanity that I've got sitting over here. You could actually get rid of almost everything and just run it directly into your computer, which is that must be nice as well. Well, yeah, and what I what I what I've essentially done here is I'm going to have I, I've bought an HDMI switcher, and uh, I'll just switch between the Mister and my computer on my main monitor, and I've got and so I, I like I said it's 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 going to be a great setup that that hasn't arrived yet, but I'm really looking forward to uh, to getting it all going. Very good, boat. Very good. I learned a lot. Thank you, my friend. Any All right. We'll see thoughts? you guys next time. Adios. Yep. Adios.